Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hi, welcome back. Zazzle, Rhymes, and Amber here. It is a Monday morning. We love having the comedians on. We especially love having folks from Saturday Night Live on. And joining us on the Orion Fuel and Downstairs Convenience Store's guest line, Truly Steps Beyond Convenience, Chris Catan, who who's actually going to be down here, Magic City Casino in, in Miami next month, uh, is also on yeah. Dancing with the Stars. There he is. There he is, Chris Catan with us. He's on Dancing with the Stars, premiering tonight, 8 p.m. on ABC. Uh, Chris, good morning. We appreciate you joining us here. And I'm wondering, when, you are, when you're walking around the streets, uh, New York, Los Angeles, whatever it is, you did a ton of impressions when you were on Saturday Night Live. Which is the impression that folks mostly uh, shout out to you when they see you in public? Um, well, I did a lot of my own characters, too. Those get most of the shout-outs, you know, like whether it's the Rossby guys or Mango or Mr. Peepers. But uh, impression-wise, you know, I think it was probably Antonio Banderas. He hosted the How Do You Say? Ah, yes, show. <laughs> that was probably one of the more memorable ones when it came to impressions. I, I liked doing Al Pacino. What was one of my favorites, even though... Bill Hader came after me, and he does a, a fantastic Al Pacino. His Al Pacino, everyone has, like, a different Al Pacino when they do Al Pacino. They're, like, different stages of Al Pacino. His was, like, uh, the Al Pacino previous to when he sent of a woman. My Al Pacino was, like, Al Pacino blind. He had blind Al Pacino. And the, the Al Pacino in Heat, where he just, like, he would take a moment. Like, there's a scene in Heat, literally, where, you remember the movie Heat? Of he course. Did, of course. Heroin. Yeah. There's this, this scene where, um, <laughs> and only a great actor would be able to get away with doing a scene like this, and he walks into a kitchen and he, like, turns on the faucet in the sink and he stares at it for, like, a solid 40 seconds and then turns it off and goes, ah, and then leaves. Is that when he stormed out? That was, that was the whole scene. <laughs> can I, can I, can I, okay, so give us, give us some of Blind Pacino. Give us some of Scent of a Woman Pacino. Well, that was it, but I could do another one. Yes. I could do, uh, you know, I was like, I, I'm blind, I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to hear, can I give you, because I do a Pacino from Carlito's Way. Do you oh, want to no. rate my, oh, do, do you want to rate my, you, you don't want to rate it. No, all right, here, you ready? Oh, no. You think yeah. you're big time? Oh, yeah? Well, you're going to die. Big time. How's that, Chris? <laughs> you can be honest. How's that, Chris? Be honest. That was good. That Needs was a really little work. Yeah. Needs a little work. Chris, is there ever an impression that you wanted to do and you just couldn't master? Uh, oh, I couldn't master? Uh, I did it. You know, I never got to do... I did a Christian Slade impression for my audition. Uh, but remember, back in 96 when I auditioned, it was, he was like a huge star. And it was, uh, my, it was in my audition, and it was Christian Slater interviewing a vampire. Uh-huh. He was in an interview with a vampire. <laughs> right. Basically, it was just, all I did was go like, you're a vampire. 
the story you're telling me is amazing. It's incredible. <laughs> I love the idea. Basically, I yeah. love the idea of you pointing out it was you know Christian Slater back in mid '90s where he was big because it would be weird to go into uh, an audition today doing a Christian Slater impression. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit. Yeah, it would. Be. But um, you know, I did uh, one impression. I did do that. I got on the show that I loved doing was uh, David Lee Roth. That was fun because um, he would like just say, you know, I ain't got nobody, and they go, nobody. I ain't got nothing. I got nobody. <laughs> I got nothing going on. <laughs> <laughs> we got Chris Catan here with us, Dancing with the Stars, season premiere. It is tonight on ABC, 8 p.m. Chris, how did you convince yeah. Garth Brooks to go ahead and get into that Mr. Peeper's uh, mango situation right the there? Mango, when you, mango. Yeah, mango, when you brought him the flowers. How did that go? Uh, he wanted to do it, so it was his choice. But, you know, it was um, it turned out to be a good thing for him, I guess. Somehow, I don't know why. I, I, he apparently had like people throwing mangoes at him on stage. Like it was, <laughs> he said it was a good thing. But you know, it was a uh, that was a real trip. It, you know, it was funny to find out that a lot of the uh, male ghettos wanted to do, you know, either Mango or Mr. Peepers. It always boggled my mind, you know. But when someone like Charlie Theron wanted to do Mr. Peepers, you know, and of course what I do at the end of the sketch, I would, I would hump her face. I was like, you know. Well, <laughs> You know, that's what I do at the end of the sketch. I'm not going to change it. But, of course, the producer of the show was like, well, maybe I should warn her about what I, you know, what you do. I was like, don't you tell her anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Mango, the character Mango stretched across into the NFL world, and there was a tight end by the name of Kyle Brady who was about six foot five, 270 pounds, that would do yeah. Mango all the time, uh, all year long on kidding. planes. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, oh it's pretty God. impressive. That's I want, very funny. I want to I want to get you in a conversation we had a, a few days ago here, Chris. Where uh, I'm a fan of Amy Schumer, but Amy Schumer right now has got a, uh -huh. a comedy special where folks are saying they're claiming that she's that she has stolen jokes. And I wonder here. Really? Yeah, yeah. And, and I wonder here because, like, like I mentioned, you're actually coming down here, Magic City Casino in April. So you're you're doing stand up, you know. And and I uh -huh. wonder how often does it happen that comics are not even consciously that subconsciously from a joke they heard. 10 years ago, okay, subconsciously maybe they wind up stealing a joke. I mean, that must happen, right? It, it does happen a lot. And, I mean, it has happened. Uh, one, like, for one example, and no one could ever backtrack and claim this was true or not, except for the people that were there at the time or were part of the group, but uh, the Groundlings was a comedy group I started with. Uh, they're on the West Coast. So they're like the West Coast uh, Second City. Yeah. And uh, there was a comedian there by the name of Jennifer Coolidge. She was in a lot of the Christopher Guest movies, and uh, she's in Two Broke Girls, I believe. And she's really funny. And she did a monologue there where she would, she was calling a boyfriend, or calling up a guy after a first date, but she kept leaving them another message and then another message, and then I like, just wrote that message, and then goes, you know, and then she'd leave another message. And she left like 15, 20 messages. I mean, that's swingers and it was right really there. funny. How what? I'm sorry? That, like, that swingers right there. Yeah, exactly. And John Favreau was apparently there that night. So, I mean, that's—I can't say that he stole it. I can't say anything, you know, because I don't know, really. But that was the swingers. So that kind of crap happens all the time, and you can't really say he stole that, because I don't know if he stole it. I have no idea how it ended up in his movie, honestly, but that, that's the situation. It does happen a lot. I've had— 
I did a script, or I wrote two scripts where they were, the whole idea of it, the synopsis was exactly the same, and, and the color of the scenes were exactly the same. And, and I told my lawyer, I was like, my God, I wrote that like five years ago, and here it is, it's kind of disappointing. And my lawyer said, well, like, look, do you want to really spend half your life in the courtroom with this other, you know, famous comedian? I was like, well, no, but it's like not morally cool. He's like, yeah, but come on, it's showbiz. I'm like, what? <laughs> I couldn't believe it. It's really kind of a bummer, but yeah, it, yeah, it does happen. But now the situation of stealing a joke, that's different because I'm not, I've only been doing stand-up for four or five years, so doing a joke is almost more personal in a weird way, even though if you write a script, it's a lot of work. But for some reason, a joke to be even more personal because it's so easy to take. And that's why I like something like Twitter because you can just say it and you can claim it. And if someone takes it, it's like it's obvious to everybody. When we were having this conversation a few days ago, it also brought us into this conversation about whether comedians use writers at all when they're writing their stand-up. And, and I thought that, that at a certain point, particularly I would think at the A-list level, at a certain point that you would at least run your jokes by a team of people, but that there would be a team of people helping you with stand-up. Do comedians have writers for stand-up? Yes. Actually, the majority have. There's a majority that has more... More comedians have writers than they don't, believe it or not. Um, but that doesn't mean they don't uh, do their own stuff. I mean, I know you know Chris Rock has writers. You know, Sandler has a lot of writers. You know, these guys have writers for sure. But, um, you know, it's hard not to trust your own voice the most. I mean, I do for sure trust my own voice. Chris, thanks a lot for joining us. We appreciate it. Dancing with the Stars season premiere. It's tonight. It's at 8 p.m. on ABC. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.